0: Welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride.
1: Hello and welcome to Just Jets, episode number 110. What is going on? I am Matt O'Leary, going to be hanging out with you for the next little bit. We'll talk about the Tyreek Hill saga from earlier in the week. We'll talk about something about Zach Wilson that I really, really love. And of course, we'll get into your voicemails. But before all of that, can I get a round of applause? Today, I am excited to announce Manscaped has launched their ultra premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not so private parts. I'm talking about leveling up your hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe, literally. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with my promo code JETS20, that is J-E-T-S-2-0 for 20% off and free shipping. Get yourself something nice. From Manscaped. So let's hop into today's episode. First, we'll just do brief Tyreek Hill because we've talked, I feel like, at nauseam about this, but it all happened so fast. In the span of 45 minutes, it was an all-time Jets Twitter day. It was negotiations are going poorly with Tyreek Hill. He's seeking for a trade potentially. I'm like, eh, whatever. And then it was, it's down to the Jets or the Dolphins. It was either the Jets or the Dolphins that were going to land a top five receiver in football a premier playmaker, like this was a home freaking run. It would have been a home run. I was over the moon. It would have been insanely fun, Uh, but he doesn't get traded for. And like, is it the end of the world? Of course not. It's not. But it was fun in the moment to get hyped up about it. What a day, an all-time day on Jets Twitter. But really, the thing that I wanted to focus on in the open here wasn't Tyreek Hill. It's not. I'm sure you guys have questions about Tyreek Hill, and we'll do all that stuff. Don't worry. But my big thing is Zach Wilson. I There's something that Zach Wilson is doing this offseason that I love, and I don't think he gets enough credit for what he's been doing. Zach Wilson is traveling around the country, meeting up with his wide receivers, And training with them. Now, when Mark Sanchez was here, they had the Jets West where he was out in California. They would go out for a week. They'd do his little camp and then move on. This is different. And I know Wilson's in a unique situation. I get it. Look, the guy comes from money, okay? It doesn't have to be a bad thing. Doesn't. But the narrative with him always, since college... Was spoiled, rich kid. And again, obviously comes from money. JetBlue. He's using JetBlue to his advantage right now, which he should be, and is going around the damn country and working with his wide receivers. That impresses me. It also impresses me when in college, he was driving around for DoorDash to pay for his quarterback clinics out in California during the pandemic. That impresses me. It impressed me that he was driving on campus in a beat-up Mazda 6... And being very humble. And then he gets to the NFL. And then he's in the first one in. And the last one out. And the offensive staff is saying, hey, maybe, you know, you don't have to be here all the time. Like, let's pump the brakes on it. And then he watches Mike White. And he watches Joe Flacco. And he comes back and is better. And now in this offseason, he's taken the initiative and is actively seeking out how I can get better with my teammates. Sure, you could do, a, do something out in Utah, I'm sure. They have plenty of, I, I, I'm, I don't know, I've never been, but I'm assuming they have plenty of room in Utah. And you could have as many people as you want over and do your thing there. Or you can travel around the country and work with your wide receivers. He's done it with Corey Davis. He did it with Braxton Berrios. They had an iconic, iconic t-shirt combination. The Zach Wilson is good shirt Braxton Berrios was wearing. Braxton Berrios. uh, And Zach Wilson was wearing the Braxton Berrios is good shirt. It's just, it's perfect. I love it. I really do. I think this is a good team bonding thing or just bonding with the wide receiver and his weapons kind of a thing. Um, This stuff matters. He was in Tennessee with uh, Corey Davis. like this, it does. I'm sorry. It matters to me. And I think him being proactive about it, and I think there not being really much buzz about it is a little bit of a shame because people are so quick with him for every little mistake was under a microscope last year. But here he is trying to do something a little bit different. And the, where's the credit? I'm just saying, all I'm saying is do it both ways, man. And God forbid this guy has a breakout in year two. I really hope he does because there are so many people who have it written in stone that Zach Wilson's is not going to be the guy and that he was a mistake. And again, we'll go down the list, whatever. Uh, Rich kid who didn't deserve it. uh, Small school, never going to work out. Every single goddamn narrative there is. Now, clearly he needs to take a step forward in year two. He can't go into this year and put up the same exact numbers that he did this past year. That would be catastrophic. That would mean that the Jets are probably looking for a new quarterback. But if he took what he did in the final five games and now has a better roster and takes a step forward in his development and not a lateral step like we saw from Darnold in year one into year two and definitely not a step backwards like we saw from Darnold in year two to year three. But a significant step forward forward then you're good then you're fine you can live with that I think we see Zach Wilson better in year two I think we see Trevor Lawrence better in year two and I think we see Justin Fields better in year two I really do and there are a lot of people not just with Zach Wilson who obviously was a fun one to beat up on but a lot of takes out there that uh, on Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and I would not want to have Anything written in stone, even with Trey Lance, I, I don't, I'm not counting out Trey Lance yet either, but a lot of people are. So Zach Wilson, good on you, man. Not enough people are giving you credit for what you're doing this off and how you're working and trying to get better. I'll give you the credit. Now you got to take a step forward in year two. Again, that, that goes right back to you. You're doing your part. I'm giving you the credit. Now show me on the field. That's the next step. Man, April's going to be a fun month. I cannot wait for the NFL draft. It's going to be a blast. So I know it's a little bit of a shorter monologue this week or opening segment, but there's a lot of calls, and I want to get into all of them. So let's do that now. Let's get into your voicemails. Actually, before we do that, before we get into your voicemails, I have another Versus game for you guys. Versus is a fun app. You can play games. Pretty much I've been doing yes or no questions, but it's essentially you pick a question, you can answer it and you can win some money if you uh if you guess right. So my question for you is, will Chris Kreider score a goal for the New York Rangers on their for the game on Wednesday? He's been a goal scoring machine. He has over 40 goals this year. We did some basketball questions. We did some hockey questions before that. We're going back to hockey right now. Baseball will be coming up soon. Maybe we'll do some baseball questions, but doing a New York Ranger question. Will Chris Kreider score for the New York Rangers on Wednesday? Link is down below, both in the description and in the pinned comment. All right, Robert is up first. All right, it's a little mock draft stuff. Let's do it. I love it. Hey, Matt, this
2: is Robert. I'm just calling about the draft. Um, As far as wide receivers, I know you like Wilson, but uh, I have to say I really like Traylon Burks. I like him too. Uh, I think he gives you a combination of the big size. Um, like uh, Drake London, but yet the skill of route running uh, like Wilson. So I, I kind of feel that he's in between those two guys, and he would be the perfect matchup. So that's kind of my vote for wide receiver. And as far as pass rusher, of course, you know, if he falls to fourth, I would love Thibodeau. Because uh, I, I know uh, Aiden Hudson's not going to be there. No, unfortunately. Those are kind of my votes on the two guys that I'm looking for. I think our line is good enough right now. I wouldn't draft one of these linemen, even if they were available. I think uh, our line looks good the way it is right now. And um, that's about it.
1: Um, okay. My number is 516 oh, 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 We don't have to put the phone number on. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that, that could have been bad. Uh, appreciate your calling in. Um, and I'm not anti-trailing Burks. I actually like Burks and Wilson are at the top for me. Uh, and then Jameson Williams is a little bit after that. And then, um, obviously Drake London, I think would be there at four. Um, and I'm, I agree. I think after signing the garden for agency, like in Tomlinson, I don't think you need to take one, um, in the first round. Yeah, I think I'm with you, Robert. I think you make a lot of good points here, and I like Traylon Burks a lot too, man. He is like, he's a little bit different than Wilson because he's not as good of a outrunner, but he can go up and get the ball in a a sense like Drake London, and he is really good yards after the catch, and he's a powerful runner. So, man, he's going to be exciting for some team. Maybe it'll be the Jets. Next up, we have Jesse in Jersey, and uh, we're going to talk about some needs, like linebacker. An edge? And maybe a trade? All right, let's do it. We got a lot.
3: Hey, Matt, this is Jesse from New Jersey. I was just calling to discuss my thoughts on a few different things. Um, I think the linebacker is the biggest need that we have on our defense. Okay. we, we definitely need edge rusher, and I, I believe that we will take one at four. Um, maybe Doe or Jermaine Johnson or whoever you like, whoever the Jets like. Um, at ten, I think there's no doubt in my mind that Atlanta is going wide receiver, which would probably be Garrett Wilson. So if the Atlanta takes Garrett Wilson and you're sitting at ten, why not take N'Kobe Dean at 10? Rich. Linebacker is truly a big need. I saw you take N'Kobe Dean at 15 in your mock the other day. Um, I just I don't see the big deal about maybe reaching it to just was N'Kobe Dean and taking him at 10 and then if you have a receiver that you like falling a little bit, um, maybe you trade back into the first round and you get that okay. receiver. That's different. If not, if the receivers kinda of go off as as expected to go, maybe you just wait and take a receiver at two. Acquire a, a veteran receiver as well. I just think that it's more allocation of resources to take a receiver no matter what at 10, assuming Garrett Wilson goes at ten or at 8 to, to Atlanta, and then you take I'm not saying Garrett Wilson is end-all, be-all, but I don't know. I think if you're going to take a receiver top 10, I feel like they should probably be who the Jets like the most rather than taking a position, I think you should take value of what you have on the board at 10.
1: That's just my
3: thoughts. It's probably in the minority, but thank
1: you. Sure. Um, I kind of like what uh, Robert before just said uh, about if that were the case, then I would say, okay, I'm taking Traylon Burks, or maybe the Jets really do like Drake London, which is fine. Then I would probably rather do that, but like if you say, all right, they're going to take N'Kobe Dean at 10, but then trade up and take, I don't know, Jameson Williams or something like that from their second rounders. Okay. They could do that too. There's many ways to go about doing it. I just don't want to wait until 35 for a wide receiver. And just you're, you're on a hope and a prayer that Watson or Pickens is there. Number one there. And then number two can come in and play right away. Cause Pickens had with the injuries is no guarantee. And then number two, Watson coming from North Dakota State University and coming in and being an impact guy and being a starter right away is also a big ask for me. So, I don't know. But there, like you said, there are multiple ways to do it. And if it was that route where you're like, okay, you trade up for uh, Jameson, who's falling, then sure. Okay, I'm good with that. Travis is back. Yes, Travis from Ohio. Let's go. Hey, Matt. What's up? Travis from behind.
4: Hey, buddy. I've been listening, but haven't been calling in. That's my bad. I All good. Still love you. Still supporting the cause. But your new in-laws, your girlfriend, and <laughs> <clears throat> her dad, yes. being Michigan fans. Like, I get it. I support that with loyalty. But Tom Brady terrorized me at Ohio State and then the Jets for (laughs) 20 some years and then to say oh we can't draft an Ohio State guy what about Nick Mangold right (laughs) and what about Antonio Holmes no I get that like we didn't draft Antonio but we unfortunately did draft Darren Lee, Vernon Golsan and Devin Smith kind of high so I get buyer's more there but then look at the Michigan guys like Braylon Edwards we didn't draft him David Harris worked out well and I know him and Nick Mangold had a bet on the, the Buckeyes Michigan the big game every year so that was cool they all got along right and then look at Chad Hansen he didn't Chad work Hansen. out. That's he right. is on the team. He's barely in the league. So anyway, my point is I don't want them to hate on Ohio State wide receivers. And here's why. Crystal Lave, he was a stud last year and yep. this year in college football. Wilson, think about it. I don't know what his mom looks like, but we could have two mil mrs wilson (laughs) on the same team so right Uh, there you go so anyway go jess love you buddy (laughs) and hope everything works out at home with you guys and uh go jess love you mrs wilson bye
1: (laughs) i appreciate it that really gave me a good laugh uh and if you're you're wondering context if you didn't listen i was at last week i think uh i was saying that my girlfriend's dad is a michigan fan and uh he was he, It was more tongue. It was a little tongue in cheek, but he's, he doesn't like Ohio State. Obviously, they're rivals, and he was like, I don't want. He's like, no, I don't want the. Give me Drake London or somebody else. He's like, I don't want to. I don't want the Ohio State receiver. Uh, so Travis, being from Ohio, had to call in and defend. I love it. That was that made my day. Uh, that was phenomenal, and I'm sure he's gonna love that. That uh, he got a little rebuttal from Travis. Thank you, man. Glad you're doing good, and appreciate hearing your voice. I would love a Garrett Wilson or, I mean, Olave, not at 10, obviously, but if we just talked about the scenario where you're moving up for a receiver. All right. Maybe you do that for, uh, Olave then. Caden is up next. Uh, what are we going to do here? Ooh, Joe Douglas conversation, more draft talk. All right, let's do it. Hey Matt, this is Caden
5: Smith calling from off state New York. It's about one 30 in the afternoon here on Wednesday after the Jets, death- Sadly, missed out on the Tyreek Hill sweepstakes. Yes. I'm kind of ticked about that, but Dolphins can just go to hell. But even though we're disappointed about losing out on Tyreek Hill, I think this gives us some really good insight to what the plan will be for going forward and to building this team. First of all, I think this shows that Joe Douglas is really, he will make a trade if he sees something better. We, before, we had never heard reports that Joe Douglas was really in on any certain player. But this now shows that he is willing to trade pieces to take that next step forward and put the Jets in contention. So after he, he said it multiple times in press conferences, Connor Hughes talked about it, we know that Joe Douglas is willing to trade draft picks for players and that I still think there's a possibility we could trade for someone else this offseason. Second of all. I don't think this changes the narrative of going Sauce Gardner with the fourth pick because I remember hearing Salas say so many times in his press conferences when, like, asked about why the defense was so bad. He said, if you want to fix the defense, get after the passer. If you want to stop being scored on, get after the quarterback. And I still think this means we're most likely going to take a a rusher at four. I'm not going to fully say Thibodeau because there are rumors about him, his character and stuff, but if it's Walker, Carl Thibodeau, Johnson, whoever, I still think this means we are going to take defensive end over cornerback at four. And then third and finally, this definitely shows that the Michael Floor offense wants a number one wide receiver. I was listening to the Talking Jets panel with you, Ryan and Greenby, last night, and Ryan and Greenby were both saying that they would be okay waiting until the second round to like draft someone like Christian Watson and George Pickens and have them as their wide receiver and drafting defense in the first. I think that is thrown out the window now because it shows that Mike LaFleur wants a number one wide receiver first offense, and I think it definitely points to who he wants because Traylon Burks didn't have the best combine and isn't a refined route runner as much. Drake London isn't the best separator, a decent route runner, but still not a great separator. But who is is Garrett Wilson. smooth separator is just smooth in his movements, can just separate easily, and I think that he would just be a perfect fit in this Jets offense. And I think a come draft night, if he's, if the Jets are at 10 and stuff and the Falcons are looking to maybe draft him, Michael Fleur will go to Joe Douglas and say, Hey, Joey D I want this guy. Let's make a move for him. So I, even though we're all disappointed about missing out on Tyra kill, I think this gives us some great insight to where we are as a franchise. All right. Thanks for taking my call. Go Jets. Peace.
1: I think you bring up the, and thank you for the call, Kane I think you bring up a lot of really good points. Um, because it shows what the jets are being aggressive to get a number one receiver. Right. And then when you look at the guys in the draft, I still like Burks, but maybe the NFL doesn't seem to, um, based on the combine. and like, look, I I get it. I think that's maybe putting a little bit too much stock into the, the combine, but your point with Garrett Wilson rings true that he is the most refined. And I think he has the highest floor. Um, Of the bunch. I think he would be very, very good in this offense. I also think Traylon Burks would be really, really good in this offense. But I hear your point. I, you know, last year we came, we fell in love with our guys on Jets Twitter. Most of it, most of the love was for Zach Wilson. AVT, like the Jets finding Zach Wilson and AVT was a home run because Jet fans were talking about them forever. I feel like Jet fans have been talking about Kayvon Thibodeau and Garrett Wilson forever and while yeah for the most part I probably preferred Traylon Burks for a longer time I'm not going to pretend like Garrett Wilson wouldn't be a great fit on this team I'm not I think it would be a home run and your logic makes a ton of sense I think they're going to swing big and I, I hear Greenbean's point, and I appreciate you shouting out the, the Thursday stream, uh, the Tuesday stream, rather, because it's a ton of fun. And if you're not tuning in every Tuesday to myself, Ryan, and Greenbean on Jets Talk 24 7's channel, you should. It's a good combo. Me and Greenbean don't see eye to eye on this one, or Greenbean and I don't see eye to eye on this one. And that's okay. I love Greenbean. I agree with him on a lot of things. This one. And Kyle Hamilton is not one of them. He is more comfortable with waiting on wide receiver. And there are a lot of people who think like that. My fear, and just the, the point that I've tried to get across to him and that I try to get across to anyone that I come in contact with who would rather wait and take a Watson or a Pickens, is just my concern for a guy on day two coming in and being an impact guy right away. It seemed to work with Elijah Moore last year. Great. That's ho- hopefully a home run pick for the Jets. But I mean, you could list off. You guys know, if you're a Jeff and you know, all the the swings and misses they've had on mid round receivers. For every one, Elijah Moore, there's 10 Chad Hansons. Um, And I don't know. And normally I would say, don't take a wide receiver in the first round, but with where the Jets are, It's a little different. It helps that you also have three other picks in the top 40 to use. So this time circumstances are a little bit different to me at least, but thank you, Caden. I agree with that. I think you brought up some really good points there. Let's do Ben in New Jersey. Okay. Joe Douglas willing to make a move. Yeah, dude, let's do it. It does feel like he's willing to make some moves. What's up, Matt. Ben
6: from Jersey. So I'm calling on Wednesday, and unfortunately, this is after the news that Tyree Kills got traded to the Miami Dolphins.
2: Ah, oh, this this is a
6: killer. The Dolphins now have two of the fastest players in the league. But at least what they've shown me is that Joe Douglas is willing to be aggressive. I mean, he offered. The two seconds, we didn't offer first, but he offered the two seconds we had and pick 69, which is more valuable than the package that Miami gave up. And if I'm being honest, if Hill didn't have, contra- didn't have a no-trade clause, which I didn't know that he had until after the trade went down, I think he would have been on the jet. Like, this simply, this isn't Joe Douglas fault. Well. This is simply just preference. It's annoying, but this also shows that uh, it's kind of obvious where we're going to go in the first round. We're going to draft a pass rusher at four and a wide receiver at 10. We, all, we looked at Chandler Jones. He signed with Las Vegas. We made an off-retiree kill, and it almost worked, but he's going to Miami. So it kind of shows that we're going to go edge rusher and wide receiver in the first round. Now with, now with Tyreek Kill drama being out of the way, um, I'm looking towards next offseason actually to look for a big receiver because it, and, um, it looks like two certain Ole Miss receivers are <laughs> slated to be free agents next off season if they don't oh, sign yeah. their extensions. And those guys are DK Metcalf and AJ Brown. Both of them are set to be free agents. I know the Seahawks want to keep DK, but I don't know if it's going to happen. We'll have to see. But if Elijah Moore can do some recruiting and bring his old buddies to New York for next year, that would be nice. But, um, yeah, still overall kind of depressed that we didn't get a Tyree kill. And it hurts that we have to play him twice,
1: twice a year. Here. Yep.
6: I mean, at least two as his quarterback. I guess that's the only thing I can be happy about. That's all I have to say. just wanted to give some insight into what could have went down and a little bit of hope for next year. Let me know your whole thoughts on this, and as always, go Jets.
1: Yeah, uh, it's tough. It's really tough it's, it, because, like you said, not only do you lose out on Tyreek, but now you have to play him twice a year. And then, then the who comments after, it's like, I could have done without that. Uh, now he's public enemy number one. Which is again, which is fine, but, um, yeah, it's frustrating. But I agree with you. I think it shows that the Jets are being aggressive, and who knows? Maybe if, because DK and AJ Brown are looking for new contracts, they played their three years in the league. If negotiations don't go well, like with Tyree Kill, maybe one of them could be acquired. Is it likely? I wouldn't put the chances on it very high, but. If they do, Douglas has shown that he is willing to give up assets to try to improve the wide receiver position. So, yeah, I, I, I guess in that sense, it's a little likely. Let's do Eddie from North Carolina next.
7: Hey, Matt. This is Eddie from North Carolina. I'm calling because too many people are freaking out. And here's my thoughts. We have five or six really good wide receivers in this year's draft. We have five or six really good edge rushers in this draft. There's only two good corners, and one of them is hurt and hasn't played in two years. So my feeling is at number four, we take Sauce Gardner, especially now that Hill is on the Dolphins. At 10, we take our edge rusher, and then 35 and 38, we double down on wide receivers. The rest of the draft is just tweak and fill in with best available linebacker, safety, another edge rusher, and maybe uh defensive lineman. What do you think of that? Take care, man.
1: Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, it's an interesting thought. I don't think that's the route that I would go, but I hear you. Um, I definitely hear you on that. I am not as high as, as corner being a need for this team because I think DJ Reed is a number one and I am, I still like Bryce Hall. I think Bryce Hall should be starting on the outside. I think maybe you just need some depth at the position. So I don't think you definitely like you need a, a sauce gardener. Um, but, like, I'm not going to be uh, obviously not going to be upset if Sauce Gardner is the pick because he's a phenomenal player at, at corner. It's not like taking a safety in the top 10. Sorry. Um, and I don't love double dipping at wide receiver because I think you, at, at minimum, have to take a linebacker or a safety in the second round. Um, scene, Brisker. um, Oh, my God. The safety that they had at. Um, Damn it. Why can't I remember? Is it Petrie? Um, Linebackers. Who knows? Like, N'Kobe Dean or Devin Lloyd might end up being there at 35. I'd have a hard time passing on one of those two guys if they're there. But Eddie, I I get where you're coming from. I don't hate it. I don't think it's my preferred plan, but I definitely... Like, I hear you. I hear what you're saying, and what you're saying does make sense. Um, There's just many ways that Joe could do this, and... I don't think it would be my preferred plan, but it's entirely possible. Okay, we got Jason from Jersey. Jason, what do you got?
6: Hey, what's up, Matt? It's Jake from Jersey. Uh
1: just a last
6: idea. Say we did a uh, double dip at uh defense at four and ten. Right? I mean if it with what just happened with Tyreek Hill, like how the Jets were
0: so excited
6: how how his speed would open up the offense. Just curious, do you think they would, uh, like, what, what would you think if we went, say, KT at four, Sauce at ten, if he's available, or or maybe Sauce at four, and then Jermaine Johnson at ten, or any edge rusher that's there, whatever that may be, and then use, like, pick 35 and a third or a fourth, whatever it takes, to get back into the first to draft Jameson Williams for his speed. Uh, so let me know what you think, man. Thanks.
1: Yeah. No, I think... It- you're not the only one who's who's had this thought. Clearly, from this from this show, but yeah, that is absolutely a, a direction that they could go. There's they could totally go Kate. Let's say KT and Sauce, and then move up because it would take thirty five and sixty nine would get you to around pick twenty, somewhere in that range. Maybe you throw in something for next year and get and that gets you up to I don't know seventeen, something like that. And then you take them, sure. You just want to get in front of the teams like the Saints, the Packers, the Chiefs. You want to get in front of those teams in order to grab them. So you're onto something. You guys are onto something. You guys are smart. All right. We're going to do Blade from Ohio.
8: Hi, man. This is Idaho. Idaho. Excuse me. Blade from Idaho. Uh, blade like a knife. <laughs> um, so I don't really have a question, but I just had to say. I'm calling in the day after the Tyreek Hill trade fell out and I can't believe how insanely bummed out I am that we didn't get him. But, I mean, he chose Miami oh well, now he's the enemy. But, yep. I was always a guy that was anti-taking a wide receiver at 10 overall or in the first round. I always wanted, like, Hamilton or Saucer, like, in an edge. That's the way I was really wanting to go. But, I opened up like opened my mind, and I just did some deep dives into the first round guys like Garrett Wilson, Drake London, and Traylon Burks. And I mean, I'm gotta say I love Traylon Burks. I want him so bad for this offense. But if he's not there at ten, I'd rather wait to the second round. Don't love Drake London. Don't love Garrett Wilson. Okay. Uh, That's it.
1: Bye. No, that's totally fair. That's fair. I like Traylon Burks a lot, too. Um, And some people are really down on him after the combine. I'm not. But, yeah, Burks would be really fun in that offense. He'd be like a bigger Debo. Burks. Burks at 10. I would do it. I know that's a little crazy. But, like, let's say Garrett Wilson goes at 8 to the Falcons. I would, I would really strongly consider it. I'm with you, Blade, and I'm glad that you were like open minded about it because I think that's the thing, right? Like you might have a plan in place or what uh, things you want to go, and then you have to uh, adjust on the fly based on what is happening around you in free agency and trades and stuff like that going into the draft. Like for instance, I was someone who uh, I thought Ikiaquanu at four. I was saying, yeah, do it. I love it. But then they signed Lincoln Tomlinson. And now I'm not someone who says, okay, draft Icky and move on from Beckton. I don't want to do that. So I am no longer an Icky Aquanu guy at four. But you're allowed to change your mind when new context presents itself. You don't have to stick to just one thing. I appreciate it. We're going to do Bobby calling in next. Bobby, what do you got? Hey,
9: what's up, Matt? Uh, this is Bobby. Haven't called in in a while. Now from uh, from Colorado. Uh, Love this it. is my second take because I, uh, I cursed in the first one, so uh, here we go. <laughs> I was just, uh, man, I was just saying, um, this whole Tyreek thing um, really uh, has ticked me off on another level. Um, the whole, oh, the dress. oh yeah, yeah. no, no, they were never in the picture. Like, it's obvious, dude, it's all about the, it's all about the note, uh, state income tax, you know, it's all about the beautiful women, it's all about the beautiful <laughs> weather, it's not about football, man. If you're talking about football, and you're saying who could he can throw a better deep ball? It is obviously Zach Wilson. Obviously, I don't see Tua hitting intermediate stuff like hardly at all, dude. And I'll, I'll tell you what, Zach's got a higher ceiling. He's going to do better this season. We're going to make him pay, okay? And I'm sick and tired of being the freaking laughing stock of the NFL, man. Preach. So sick and tired of it. And real football people can tell we're doing the right things. Hey, let's get a good draft in. Let's win some division games this year and make a push for that wild card. That's all I'm saying, Jets Nation. Let's go. All right, I'm out. Bye-bye.
1: I love that energy. Thank you for this call. That really pumped me up a lot. I loved it. And you know what? I think the Jets are heading in the right direction, and I think that Wilson does have the higher ceiling, especially as a deep ball passer. Tua is not a good deep ball passer. He's accurate on the underneath stuff, but I don't trust him getting the ball down the field. To him, I don't I think there's going to be some friction there now could Mike McDaniel get Tyreek Hill going on the, the shallow stuff get the ball in his hand and have him do crazy stuff yards after the catch absolutely yeah that would make a ton of sense in that offense but as a as a deep threat no I, I don't see it but I love the energy I think that the culture is changing with the Jets and I, I think and hope it results in more wins. I am not as optimistic that they're going to be a playoff team, but I do think they have to take a significant, significant step forward in the right direction. Devin from Nevada is up next. We got some different mock scenarios. Okay.
10: What's going on, Matt? Devin from Nevada calling in. Uh, It's been a second, but uh, wishing you well, as always. Thank you. I want to give you some mock draft scenarios. So, here, I got three scenarios for you. I'm going to go um, offensive aggressive, defense um, aggressive, and a balanced attack. I'm going to give you these three scenarios and tell me which one you would pick. Okay, so for offense heavy, I got um, pick four, Ike Mikwanu, uh Pick 10, Drake London. Pick 35, Jaquan Brisker. Pick 38, Brees Hall. Pick 69, John Mechie. Okay. Number two, Okay, for defense heavy, I got pick four, Ahmad Garner. Pick 10, George Karloftis. Pick 65, Jaquan Brisker. Pick 38, Jahan Dotson. Pick 69, Brian Isamoa. And then here we're going to go the balance attack. Um, so pick four, Kayvon Thibodeau. Pick 10, Garrett Wilson. Pick 35, Juan Brisker. Pick 38, Leo Chanel, and pick 69, Brian Asamoah. Um, so, Sorry. yeah, let me know which one you would pick. Um, and then for uh, the balanced one, Jaquan Brisker or Christian Watson, um, interchangeable at that, uh, that 35 pick.
9: Hmm.
10: Um, so, anyways, let me know what your opinions are, man. Let me know um, if you would go defensive heavy, offensive focused, or a balanced attack. Um, love the
1: show, love to see your, uh, and hear your opinion, my man uh, go Jets appreciate it, this is a really fun call because, right, there's many ways the Jets go, maybe they do want to go offensive heavy maybe they do want to go defensive heavy or maybe a balanced approach and I like that you made it interchangeable with the, uh, the safety wide receiver combo I would go with the safety, I would keep Brisker uh, in that spot, that's my favorite one KT Williams Brisker, Chanel, Yeah, I love that one. That's my favorite. They were all good for their own, you know, for what they were. And, I mean, good good job picking this at 10 because you know, you know how big of a fan I am of him. Um, honestly, this is probably going to be a hot take or maybe something that you guys aren't expecting from me to say, but I think my least favorite one was the offense-heavy one. I think it would be wasteful to take kwanu at four based on what you did in the offseason. Um, I also would not touch a running back in the second round. I don't like the top half of this running back class. I I think you can get better value on day three. Um, So honestly, the first one was probably my least favorite of the bunch. I would rank them three, two, and then one for my preferred method. So thank you. That was a lot of fun. We're going to close out. We're going to do Eric from Long Island. Close us out strong, buddy.
0: Hey, what's up, Matt? It's Eric. I'm calling from Long Island this time, not (laughs) Belgian. Welcome back. I want to talk a little bit about uh, what the Jets are going to do in the draft and um, the Tyree kill situation. Um, I like that they tried to acquire him. It was a goody move. It was an aggressive move, and I like where their head's at. They didn't go after uh, Robert Woods or, you know, uh, what's the guy's name? The guy the Rams picked up, um, Allen Robinson. They didn't go after any of these guys that are washed up and in their 30s. They want the best and they, you know, that's what they need. Um, so I'm hoping though with the fourth pick, I know you don't like this, that they either take the safety or soft Gardner because every time they've taken a pass rusher then, it's been it's been a shit show. It's uh you know, I can go back to Dwayne Robertson, oh combine freak, he, he was a bust, uh, Vernon Golston was a bust. You know, Mohammed Wilkerson, he had one good year, was somewhat of a bust, uh I guess Sheldon is all right, but, man, they swing and miss with these guys on the defensive line all the time. I do not want Tavon Walker. I don't care what he did at the combine. You take stuff, first of all, he's going to knock the crap out of Tyreek just for chumping us and talking crap about us in his press conference. For that reason alone, I want him or the guy from Notre Dame. Um, And then with the number 10 pick, if we don't trade and get DK Metcalf, which would be great, um, I still like the guy from Arkansas. He's big, you know. He's Burke. He's big and physical, and he's fast. Um, I'd be happy with Garrett Wilson. No, I'm very weary of the guy from USC because again, he comes from USC, and <laughs> most Fair. USC products, Leonard Williams, do not transcend into the NFL. I don't care what anyone says. Leonard Williams is a bust as well. For the number six overall pick, he was crap. For us. He never even had over six sacks a season. The only only good pass pressure we've taken, and this is probably before your time, was Hugh Douglas and then John Abram. John I mean and then you go back to the eighties with Lagerman and uh guys like that. But, <laughs> Jeff
1: Lagerman, I've yeah, seen that. That's video. what I
0: hope goes down. <laughs> I really want Gardner and he's arrogant. He's he's a sure shot to be good. He'll be a lockdown corner for the next ten years. You know he's gonna be good. We don't know if Thibodeau is going to be good. It's a boom or bust pick. I really hope we just go with the short thing and just improve our team because the bottom line is the AFC has gotten a lot better, and everyone's saying we have no chance. But if Wilson takes that next step, That's we key. have just as good a chance as anybody. If he becomes a good quarterback, a, a top-level quarterback with, with two good receivers around him and, and um, Carter in the backfield, we got just as good a chance as anybody. I think the whole key is best in staying healthy as well. He has to stay upright. Yep. We need the uh, his blind side protected. You know. Um, I wouldn't even be mad.
1: He got cut at the end, but there's a lot to take in from this call of the to break it all down. We'll start from the beginning. So if you're gonna take a guy in the secondary at four, I I really hope it's Sauce Gardner. I agree. I think he is the best corner in this class. Um, ed- the only really edge swing that they Took that high was um, Vernon Golston the other guys that you listed off were interior guys like Leonard Williams is more of an interior he was a 3-4 defensive end which I consider an interior Quinton Williams same thing um, Muhammad Wilkerson I mean he's, he's the last guy to be a double, double digit sack guy on the Jets I wouldn't say he was a bust the second contract busted but overall I wouldn't say that he was a bust uh, Sheldon Rankin's uh, not Sheldon Rankins. excuse me Sheldon Richardson uh, was pretty good for a few years before they moved on from him. But um, I, I think it, it, edge pass rushes is, is the most important thing on this defense. Um, and then what else do we got? If you, if he's a big sauce Gardner fan, I, I get it. I get it, man. He's really appealing. He is um, just going down memory lane of all the guys, all the swings and misses uh, from this team. It hurts. It hurts. And I'm hoping that Joe Douglas hits big in this draft because this could be one of those years where it changes everything. The 2006 draft changed everything. The 2000 draft changed everything. I hope this is the turning point for this team. And I hope Zach Wilson takes that next step. And I hope they get another wide receiver to help him take that next step. That's going to do it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe wherever you get the show really means a lot. Also, please make sure check out the Matt O'Leary NY Patreon. We're doing bonus content over there. Today, we had a Mock Draft Monday come out, uh, and on the Matt O'Leary NY Extra channel, previously the Just Jets Clips channel, you get a whole bunch of stuff. Clips from this show, the Just Jets Clips. You get uh, the Peanut Gallery, which is a new show where we kind of go through the hottest takes of the internet, commenters, uh, and yeah, a whole lot of fun. And we did a vlog this past week, too. We're going to do... So behind the scenes stuff over there with like vlogs and stuff. So if you're interested in that, please check it out. I appreciate you guys so much. It's going to be a fun April. I'm excited about it. Once again, I'm Matt O'Leary and I'll talk to you next time.